I am so on. I'm. I don't want to. I'm gonna. Ooh, I'm so. I got like three or four that I'm trying to. I'm still debating. I have. I know which three or four I'm picking from. I still don't know yet. Hi there, and welcome to Hav and Charles Talk Comics. I am one of your hosts, Charles Herring, and I am here with my co-host, Javier Gonzalez. We are doing episode 13 of season two. It's a perfect time to do episode 13 because it is October 1st, so it is spooky season, and we are on our 13th episode of the second season. Today we're going to talk about Strange Adventures, which Hav suggested, and Astro City Metro Book 1 which I suggested. How you doing, Hop? Hey, hey, Charles. Good morning. I'm good, Charles. How are you? I'm doing great. So No, good morning. Hey, I noticed in the intro you said co-host, and you didn't say good friend, Javier oh, Gonzalez, I, and now I'm a, I'm a little hurt. I was going to tell you. One of, one of my very bestest friends, Javier Gonzalez. I just Aww. assumed the good good friend. I've, I, yeah, I do almost always say that, don't I? Yeah, you do. It's weird. You're, you're open now. <laughs> Is it not that you read it? By the way, ladies and gentlemen, our our, our, our wonderful Lydia listening audience, just so you know, it's not like Charles reads this thing. This is just him having done it a few times, and it's it's become pretty standard. The fact, so much so that I noticed he left out a part, and again, it hurt me on the inside, and I wanted to show it on the outside by telling him. I did not mean to hurt you. I I will say, doing this podcast has helped me. Uh, a lot one in confidence about doing it and two figuring i could actually do extemporaneous speaking a little better than i used to because i full disclosure have had massive stage fright through a lot of my life i i get i i get a what i like to describe as stick up my ass syndrome if i'm in front of a group of people okay yes. like you get just too super stiff super, oh, super awkward stiff, super awkward i i make al gore look open and outgoing so yes, yeah, it, it, like it, a like a like a like a nighttime talk show host probably. That's is right. How you make that's them work. right. Yes, absolutely. That that that's how it works. I I did learn that preparation can help ease me into stuff if I'm overly prepared. And I know that sounds like oh, how can you be overly prepared? You can be because if you know it cold and then you just keep working it and working it and working it, that can be overprepared. But it does tend to loosen me up a wee bit. So if you hear, I me think. I, I will say sometimes starting this podcast, I hear it when I when I do it. I I'm talking a lot faster when I do it, and that that's not that's just the nervousness of oh I'm just about to start talking about the podcast. So enough I, I, I no hey public speaking as somebody who I think I've shared with you many times. I in high school I did speech and debate mostly debate, and one of the things I did was called extemporaneous speaking of all that. So you'd probably think I'd be better at this than I am, but it was really just illuminating doing it then. And then in college and law school, I helped the high school team, the high school I went to, I helped them with, with, you know, practice rounds and stuff. But there was a poll that I remember finding when I was a young and in high school that high school kids, the thing the high school kids were most scared of when polled wasn't like AIDS or gang violence or you know, does, does uh, Beth like me or not? It was public speaking in front of their peers. That was a thing that scared high school kids the most, which completely makes sense. Yeah. And look, I think if you don't get nervous 
quite frankly, I when you're going to do something you're not used to doing, especially speaking in, in front of a large group, and I don't care if you've done it a thousand times, I think it's a little weird not to be a little nervous. Socio- um, sociopathic even. Yeah, maybe. It shows you care, maybe, and that you want to do well. That doesn't yeah. mean... Oh, also, I get incredibly nervous to the point where I just feel like I've learned how to somewhat cope with it, deal with it, not stuff it down, but just kind of use it, maybe. I'm excited, whatever. I, I get excited about this. I get nervous about doing the podcast with you. I know I speak too fast sometimes. So, yeah, you're, you're great. Uh, I, I, I will be... I find this... Yet odd. I don't. I don't generally have any kind of nervousness leading up to doing the podcast. That's a thing that surprises me. On, I guess it's also has part to do with it's easy to talk to you, and we've done this now twenty plus times. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, well. The the premise yeah, of the, po- the premise of the podcast, as most people that are listening know, is that Hoff suggests a comic, I suggest a comic. We both read the comics and then we talk about them. On rare occasions, we have some special segments. I pitched a new segment over the last two podcasts, and that segment is the Hav is Wrong segment. And I've yeah. kind of combined it with a very rare segment that we have, which is our mail segment, because we do have a we do have a, a an address where you can send us mail. It's Hav and Charles Talk Comics at gmail.com. It's really easy to do that. One by putting in that email address or you can go to our website, Hav and Charles, J-A-V-A-N-D-C-H-A-R-L-E-S dot com. And my brother Patrick has put together this website and it has a contact us page. At the top of the page, it says send Hav an email because Hav likes emails. And on that note, Hav, we have emails. Yeah! Yeah! Come on now! That's so, what I'm talking about. We, we, we actually have two emails oh my oh my god yes it's this oh my, is, if, if i wasn't sitting down i would need to sit down all right well so this are we is, gonna do them now or in the oh, in we, the middle like we usually do no no we're doing them now i'm opening the show with this this is okay this is this is a planned thing on my part it's not a planned thing on hub's part because i like the reaction and i could have sent them to him but i i don't want him prepared for this so the message says hi jctc I'm a huge fan of your pod and have listened to all your episodes. I've never written before because like all listeners to the podcast, I really don't have enough respect for you two to contribute. (laughs) But you finally come up with a great new segment and I wanted to participate. It's the Hav is Wrong segment. Parentheses, Patrick should do some theme music for this, close parentheses. I'm sure Julie has already sent in some messages, but I have something he was wrong about in the latest pod. In the Fantastic Four segment, Hav says that they were originally trying to go to the moon, but I just reread the page where they decided they have to launch the rocket, and the plan was just to go to space to beat the Russians. I don't know how Hover will recover from his mistake. I still think you should keep him on the pod. Without him, Charles would just drone on forever about how much he likes Spider-Man and girl superheroes. We get it, Charles. You're woke. Here's your moment of politics. No one cares. Brought to you by the public library. Seriously, though, love the pod. Think you should read the Archie comics they based the Riverdale show from. And maybe some Casper the Friendly Ghost. But the origin story, where, where the angry mob of laid-off people from Richie Rich's factory burn down his house and murder him, causing him to become Casper the Friendly Ghost, who for penance he has to spend eternity being nice to poor people. Keep up the good work. Excelsior, the unpaid intern. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, I appreciate that. In fact, that Casper the Friendly Ghost origin story, I don't know that it's a real comic book. I think it's just they're making that up. And I want to read that comic book because I and I think uh, the guy that did Snagglepuss 
and Flintstones should write it. That would be awesome. That that would be uh, that awesome. Pr- yeah. I, yeah. I, I will say um, I have I have heard that prem- the premise of that Casper the Friendly Ghost is actually Richie Rich's ghost. And I never heard that before. Oh really? I, I have I've read that uh-uh. online somewhere. I thought that was a, a funny thing. And clearly the unpaid intern has read that somewhere as well. So that's the first email. I'm glad to see he wants you to stay on the show. He did send so. he did send a second email. I, I'll just go ahead and say that's who the second email is from as well. It says, Hi, JCTC. Longtime listener, second time writer. I've got great news. <laughs> I've got great news. After my first email contributing to the new Hav is Wrong segment, parentheses, still can't wait to hear what Julie's got for that, close, close parentheses, I came up with a whole new segment for you. Charles is wrong. And sure, in my first email... I was sent before I heard Hav try to reel, weasel out of his wrongness by saying it wasn't on the first page, but later on in the run that he made an and that he made a note. Charles, however, just totally botched Laura Kinney's continuity. He talks about her scent response and how she finally learns to cope with it and says that was something in the past. But little did the buffoon know that it was literally the next arc in the great run. Although I don't think Hav should be replaced, I'm beginning to think Hav needs a partner that will be more diligent and make make less mistakes. So I'm looking forward to either Caesar or Patrick replacing Charles. I'm sure one of them would have the good sense to either take some notes or, at the very least, read the damn Wikipedia page. Keep mine, JCTC, Excelsior, the unpaid intern. The, the unpaid intern is getting kind of saucy, which I like. I think he wants to be paid. I do. Yeah. Well, that's not going to happen. So <laughs> I can tell you that right now. As, as, soon, as, as soon as this podcast makes money and there it go. produces enough for Hav and I to live on, Exactly. Then we might pay the unpaid intern. So th- those were the emails. I am I am looking forward to hope. I am hoping this will prime the pump now that we've got some, and other people will send us emails about when Hobbs been wrong or Patrick well, and um, Rochelle. Yeah. If if you listen to the one where your husband was on, Rochelle is Patrick's wife. If you listen to the one podcast that Patrick was on, and you decided, hey, that's a great idea, and then you've continued to listen because I mean, who who's whoever could listen to this once and not continue to listen. Send us some emails where... I, I, I don't know who could do that. It, it would be impossible. Send us some emails where Patrick was wrong, Julie, Hav was wrong, anyone else that listens, any mistakes we make, in particular Hav makes, in our podcasts, please feel free to send it to us. Please. And you know what? I... I meant, you know, now that now that the email's read, I meant to go back. I swear to freaking God I read that. And and yes, I think I said it wasn't maybe that panel. I swear, swear, swear there was reference that it was a mission to outer space to to, to Mars. And I now, gosh darn it, I'm gonna go back and I might have to very well I have to go page to page and find I or I'm losing it, which hey, completely possible. My memory's not what it used to be. I I may have just fan you had a fantasy about it and thought, you know what would be better if they went to Mars to the moon and just inserted that in there myself. I don't know. I, hey, I, I might be wrong. I just don't think so. And I'm gonna look at it. I'm not gonna do it during the podcast, and then I'll get back to you. So stay tuned, folks. Next episode, I will either capitulate or I will more than likely show why the unpaid intern, as in most things, is wrong. Well, I, I hope I hope you can prove him wrong. I if if we're going to try to weasel out of our mistakes, I will say, having just finished editing the last podcast where these emails originated from, not long after I mentioned that it was prior to the arc we read, I later on said, I really can't remember where this arc is from. It could be further on in this run. 
So, but having also yeah. read forward from there, it is literally the next arc. The, okay. The whole scent thing. It is literally the next gotcha. arc. I did. I and I for some reason thought that was based on the X twenty three run when, when it was an X twenty three comic. And in fairness, they talked a lot about the scent thing on that. In fairness to my stupidity. So. No, it's not stupid. And you know what? Hey, look, we're not comic book scholars. We know a bunch, I feel like, but it's not like we've written books or done a thesis on anything. So look, we might miss a thing here or there. I'm just telling the unpaid intern. I don't think so here. And I'm going to I'm going to show them. So that's all. Well, let, let's talk about your massive mistake on that episode. Go ahead. In in the beginning, i.e. the literal origin story, they say it is because I too, hell, I think I read that page right on the air when you said it. That's the outer the or- space one. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Yes, that is the origin story. Now, was there a I- short retcon possibly later? Sure. But throughout the time, the original page, that's the origin story. Okay, so I'm going to, then I can already tell you where this is going. So, yes, that first panel of page whatever of, of the first issue of the Fantastic Four just say towards outer space, but then to beat I the remember, Russians. Yeah, something like that. I, the one I'm reading says something about before the Gar can stop them, the mighty ship which Reed Richards had spent years constructing is soaring into the heavens towards outer space. Later on in that issue or later on in that first 10 issue run, I swear to whatever, I'm not going to swear to anything. I remember reading something that said Mars, outer outer space to Mars. And look, I'm going to find it. And okay. then I'll show you. So the unpaid intern. And and, and I know that first no, panel no. is before that, but I'm, I'm taking this as outer space doesn't exclude, isn't mutually exclusive with Mars. So there's that as well. If, oh, if you, so, you know, so what you're saying is even way. if you can't find that, they were clearly going to Mars because Mars is in outer space and they said outer space. Correct. But also, <laughs> I th- I think I'm going to find where they say Mars in the first 10 issues because I, d- I remember writing it down and I just don't make notes based on my, you know, I, I, my what ifs of an issue. I'm like, ah, what if, it would be cool if they went to Mars. I remember reading it. So, yeah, we'll see. Okay. I'm d- let me, let, let's, let's, let me, uh, let's retreat to our corners. Me and the unpaid intern. And I will, uh, I'm going to give this a peruse. I just, did I just crack you up? I got you so far off sides on this. I know. Don't hold back, big man. You can laugh into the microphone. I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to interfere your, with your rant by laughing. I, hey, now you got me going. Let's go. I mean, no, you're, you're, it's you're, fun. We're having fun here, no? You're, you're leaning hard into your microphone and almost yelling, so. How dare the unpaid intern attack me? That's what he's paid for. Okay, exactly. He he's self-admitted he's paid in Hobbs sadness. Yeah, my tears to him, my sweet sweet tears. So, I got something for the uh, for in between too, but it's not a letter. So okay. remind me, remind me when we get there, because I I am Will known do, not sir. To, I am known to forget and not take notes. So the first thing we generally read is the oldest, and generally that's something Hobbs suggests, but this time it is something I suggested. It is. Astro City by Kurt Busiek, and I had never read it. Hav said he had read it a long time ago when it came out. I liked it a lot more as it went on as I did when it first started, because of the first few I liked, but I was like, this is not going deep enough for me. The whole premise of this is Astro City is a whole new superhero world, and Astro City is Metropolis with lots of superheroes including a lot of analogs to the reason I used Metropolis is a lot of analogs to the Justice League and 
they pretty much most of them live in Astro City. You, you have a lot of them just living there, and the Honor Guard, which is their part of the Justice League, kind of lives there as well. And it, it starts out with basically Superman's character and does a few... Every single one of the... The first couple is on one hero, and then they start going, and he starts doing little arcs. And once he got into the little arcs, holy crap, that got good. Because it was enjoyable in the first, but it was a real overview to kind of... I think it was kind of to set up the world. But he got into two in particular, the Astra arc, and then the Alter Boy arc, and that was great. Wait, what was the first arc you mentioned? Uh, Astra Girl, or whatever her oh, name. Oh, the... Yeah. From the first family, okay. yeah, yeah, from the Fantastic Four ripoff. Right, uh, it's and it's 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 just the idea of a family. It's not a ripoff, although the lizard mer thing looks like the thing. Yeah, no. But so a couple of things. Just did, did oh, you? Oh, like, go ahead. Did you like it? I did. Mm-hmm. I did like it. And so a couple. I'll, I'll correct myself from last time. I said I'd read this. Mm-hmm. I had read the 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 first trade paperback back in the early two thousands. I, I, this, I didn't realize this came out as early as it did. I thought it was a little later. So it's August 1995, and I'm pretty sure I just read a collection of issues one through six. And then I think we both came to realize that what the, the volume that we had picked out to read was the first series, one through six, the second series, one through 12, and then a half issue at the very end, which, look... It's it's as as we say, Charles says many times. It's picture books, it's comic books. It was just uh, at one point I remember thinking I, I should have been done. What what am I? What's going on? And then I finally looked it up. I was like, oh okay, this makes sense now. Because at first I thought it was going to be two volumes each six issues. You know, maybe we read the first one, the second one. Mm-hmm. We read the first one, maybe the second one. But no, it was good to read it all that first chunk as it was collected. Because you're right, it got more and more in depth. I love these comic books like this, like Black Hammer, which this made me think of Black Hammer. It, it, um, it made me think of Black Hammer, too. Just the introduction to a new world. And I'd only read issues one through six. I'm pretty sure in a collected edition, trade paperback, early 2000s. It might have been in, uh, back then in the late 90s. I was in, it might have been late 90s. But that's all I'd read. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I picked up anything after those first six issues so it was cool to read beyond what i had read before and it had been since then since i read this so reading it again just a cool introduction brand new universe brand new lay of the land not hitting you over the head with origin stories just kind of giving you context clues of this is just the way it is in astro city Mm -hmm. and you're right most of the action and heroes are in astro city but they make reference here and there to boston and weird other towns i think it's yeah, weird. they they say every town has its heroes, but if you but Astro City is where you go if you really want to be somewhere with a lot of superheroes. That it's it's Marvel's New York because in Marvel right. there are superheroes across the country, but nobody cares. Yeah, Astro City is their New York City, their metropolis. Yes, slash Gotham, I guess. I don't know. So yeah, Kurt Busick, writer well regarded i know we both i'm gonna say it i think the great kurt Busick there on your bingo card everybody you can mark that absolutely um covers are by the great alex ross beautiful painted covers i think that might have been one of the things that drew me to it i think i'd seen something about it i i I think he has has a future as an artist you think so i do i do i really do and I didn't do a deep, and I'm not going to do it now. I didn't do a deep dive or look at it. I bet you, I'm wondering out loud if this is one of his first, does this predate Marvels and predate all the other stuff he would come to do later on? I don't know. 
Okay. I'm, I don't either. But I feel like this is pretty early on before he was... Because now it's like a big deal to get an Alex Ross variant cover, much less him do every cover of the series. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, he'll do every cover of the series of... Now, he and Busick will work together on stuff, and he... He's he's hard he's hard to get. He's not just going to do a random ass Spider Man cover variant for fun. Right, that's true. The interior I, art by oh, go ahead. No, you finish that up. No, the interior art just real fast by Brent Anderson. At least the first few issues I saw, I didn't go and look at every issue that we read, but at least to start out, that's all. I was um, I was going to say you talk, talking about how long it, the, the how many comics were in this volume. The daunting part about this kind of goes back to the same problem I had last episode with the Fantastic Four. So many of them were just standalone issues. As we started out, and I was looking at the, I'd go down and look at the page count going, oh, I'm never going to get through this. Because I would read one, and then it would move on to another. So you'd have to, just have to completely readjust into a completely different short story. And then they got into doing some arcs, which then it makes it easier to read three or four comics. If it's three or four comics that just continue on into each other to give you a longer, more deep story, I I like that. I I like to go a little deeper into things. I've never been a fan of short stories per se. Matter of fact, I overall have quite disliked short stories. There are some great ones out there, don't get me wrong, but overall the short story has never been my thing. I like longer form of almost anything fiction wise. So I do like it when they get the opportunity to introduce a character a little bit and then give them something going on. So when they did the whole Astra, she is the daughter of the first family, which is kind of like the fantastic four. She is a, an energy being basically she's got energy powers and that they have to be modulated. She, she lives in their compound and has to, and is educated on a virtual computer and doesn't know any children. And she's looking out and she sees hopscotch being played. And she wants to know how to play hopscotch. And she didn't even know what it was. I mean, she's asking all these people and her mother can't tell her. Her grand, She can't even get in to see her grandfathers. No one will tell her what it is. And they, they tell her not to disturb her, her father and her grandfather because they're on an adventure and they're doing something important. So she runs away to find out how to play hopscotch. And I know that doesn't sound like something that would make a great story, but it made a great story. Her going and joining a school, hacking into the computer. So she's an she's a new student because their computers are older than the computer she got as a child that she learned to, to do computer things with. It was just a wonderful story. It was, it, I agree. It was a great, great story. And the the first family, I think is how they refer to them, just, again, organically introduced early on in one of the standalone issues. And it's one of those things, like I always say, ooh, when I saw it, I was like, okay, I want to read more about that. I want to read more about the Honor Guard. I want to read more about that character. So in that little two-issue, it was a two-issue arc, is what I wrote down. Yeah, it was fascinating because her, her dad, no, her grandfather and her dad's brother she calls him uncle but he's really his her great uncle i think they reference at one point they were like pulp fiction adventurers back in the day mm-hmm. which is kind of cool and so you get that little again going to back black hammer that kind of yeah, deep progression of yeah a pro- and progression of time periods and then her mom married her dad who was a bean from another place another part of the world maybe i forget anyway he was a mer- like person a, type thing maybe that's i don't know and I, then 
So all that's cool. Well, the mom grew up like she grew up, and so she asked mom, "What's hopscotch?" And mom's like, "I don't know," which I think is fascinating. That you know, that's a that's a weird. You know, usually a lot of times the mom in this situation would have a normal child. Nope, doesn't know what hopscotch is, and it's cool that she decides. Hey, I'm I'm an adventurer. Adventures are what what we do as a family. I'm going to go on my own adventure, and she knows her family's going to be upset, and sure enough, they are because they're searching high and low for her yeah, they, for days. I think she was kidnapped and they went they went nuts. There's a whole side arc in this of them yep. going to all their enemies. So you get kind of as a secondary story of the young girl learns to play hopscotch and encounters a bully. She has yeah. to overcome a bully without using her powers. Yep. And she does. And the whole thing yeah. is the whole thing is quite I really enjoyed it. It was just a neat little wholesome comic. It was. It was, and she gets to uh, she gets to watch TV. I remember mm-hmm. how sweet yeah, that was. She's like so excited. Yes, yeah, very excited because she's never watched TV. Because and she makes a friend who invites her over to watch television. And then when she finally does go back to her home, her mom capitulates. They agree that she's going to start going to this school because she needs to be around children. It's helpful, and they'll also hook her computer up to. I I did like this. They'll hook her computer up to to get television. And thus, yeah. Kurt Busick in invented streaming on your laptop. Boom. Yes. What else? Oh, the the little AI computer thing that teaches her is Mr. Smarty. And oh, she's yeah. realizing that's kind of childish. And she's like, I need to get a different, you know, computer teacher that's that's for kids. And the only one of the other notes I had on that little two issue arc was it reminded me of a children's book I read when I was a child. A book I read when I was a kid. I don't remember the name. I didn't Google it. I'll Google it afterwards. Maybe anybody, somebody listening read it too, where a older sister and her younger brother run away from home and live in a museum. The mixed-up files of Mrs. Basil E. Oh, crap. It's something like okay. that. Yeah. No, I've, I have I read that go. book so many times as a kid. Okay. I thought of that too, because she runs away and she's living on her own. Oh, yeah. That's a good know. That's a good one. No, the, and you're, you're right. It, the standalone issue, so I, I did look at it. Uh, the, the, the first six. It's it's uh, uh, the mixed up files of Miss Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. I wouldn't have remembered that in a million years. I'm sure I could have found it if I Googled it, but yeah. I would not have remembered that title in a million years. <laughs> um, I just couldn't remember the. F- it, it, yeah. That, and that's impressive for me because I don't remember things like that. But I I really, really, really loved that joke. Had that, that joke, that book. Um, it had all the things yeah. running away. That would be great. I wanted to run away and I wanted to live away. And living in a museum sounded amazing and weird. Yeah. And yeah, the metro the the Metropolitan Museum of Art, that's where they they went, I believe. I yeah, maybe. I think something right. like that. Anyway, so that's gonna be Hobbs' suggestion for the next pod. We're gonna read the mixed up files of Miss <laughs> Right. Uh, right. No, it's not a comic book, Charles. I'm not going to break the rules. Or is it? Um, now I want to know if ooh. it's been gra- uh, had a graphic novel made from it. That'd be interesting if it's been adapted. Oh, that would be cool. Uh, or somehow. I don't think... Um, it, I, I, I won't even say I don't think it has. I, I never looked, so... I was going to point out, so you're right. The first six issues of the original series... The first series was, was only six issues, but it was a good six issues. But those were all standalone issues. Mm-hmm. which was an interesting way to go even back in the mid 90s 95 because even back then for sure it was it was not the norm to have standalone issues uh, so yeah i mean there's pros and cons to that but you could pick up any one issue read it from beginning to end decide if you want to read more or not i i kind of i enjoy that at times i would i would have liked it even in that first six issues that maybe they would have started out with a couple 
like a standalone, maybe a two or three issue arc, and then a standalone, maybe broken it up a little bit, but that's really, really nitpicking. Yeah, um, I, I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't have a problem with it. I don't tend to stick with stuff. You need to hold my interest beyond one comic for me to get into something normally. And that's just because so much of comics now are, they, they learned a long time ago. It's a lot easier to get somebody to buy the next comic if the comic you just read leads into it. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, like the, like the old serials, yes. uh, black and white ser- serials exactly. uh, in the movie theaters. Exactly. So in that first six issues, I did want to point out, you're right. We started with Samaritan and then there's that, the, I, I did go issue by issue, especially because those are standalone. Mm-hmm. There's an issue with this, the, the, the silver agent where he's combating the, the, the reporter, which reminded me of Marvel's uh, follows a silver agent. They go underground. They're stopping some interdimensional invasion and there's reference that something really bad happened to Silver Agent. And I just wanted to check with you, did they, I miss what happened or nope. they just still haven't revealed it? They still haven't reviewed it, revealed it. Okay. Yeah, so something did bad happen to him. And I liked, again, each of the standalone issues was really good. And I really liked, I thought that one stood out. Now that you mentioned it, I didn't see this is, if I wrote it down, I'd have remembered it. But I really liked everything about that because it starts as a... There's a brand new reporter. He's starting his first day and you think it's about him. And then he meets his editor who then tells him this story. And so it's actually about the editor telling a new reporter about reporting this. And the whole gist of it is they go into the, he, he falls into this fantastical world dimension and watch the world being saved by the honor guard and has two dead superheroes show up back in that and comes back and he writes this. This is his first thing he was writing uh, this is his first big story he was writing and the editor won't publish it and then he keeps writing it, and the editor won't publish it and the editor finally says look i need you to write what you can prove so it's basically this very short article that says the subway was delayed because of a body on the tracks that that was what he got out of this huge just incredible story because he says i finally was got got confirmation many many years later of all of this but at the time, that was the facts of the story, and that's what we published, because that's what we do here. We publish the facts. There's too many fantastical things that go on that if you can't prove them, don't publish them. I loved everything about that one. It was very cool. I'd like the, It reminded me, it made me think of the movie, I never read the book, A Few Good Men, where you have to have two sources. Mm-hmm. And he was the only person that saw everything, and he couldn't get anybody to go on record. I think... Maybe it was a body, or did he get to say there was a shark on the on the tracks? I forget, but it was yeah. very just like I think a, he just said a, there was a shark on the tracks, but that was it. Mm-hmm. And it was a shark that was being sacrificed by this cult to open an interdimensional thing. The other cool thing you got was old soldier was introduced. It, the only time I think in what we read, but it was a cool thing because they make it very clear that old soldier only comes when it's when he's absolutely needed. Like he was there, and they reference different dates and years, like the Civil War, World War One, World War Two, this thing that happens, and then like the fall of Saigon, which is cool. Which also reminded me of now he's a part of DC, Uncle Sam from God, I forget what his original company was back in the day in the Golden Age, but they've turned him into something of a spirit of America. Where if America is strong, he is strong. He shows up when America, the United States, I shouldn't say America. That's one of my pet peeves. America is more than the United States. But when the United States needs him, he'll show up, which it just reminded me of that, which I thought was cool. So, yeah. That, that is cool. Uh, have you ever read any Uncle Sam no. in the Freedom Fighters? No. Okay. 
you can save what else your i'm just i'm just going down my list go ahead any other notes for this i was going to say say you can save your jingoistic crap for your own podcast no i'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well no you just wait you just wait yeah no it actually sounds like a it actually sounds like a good premise for a comic Go ahead. What else you got on this? No, so that so there was that one. I'm just going to go run down the list. We can talk about the one just to reference them. There's the one where the criminal sees the real uh, sees uh, the secret identity of of Jack in the Box. Yes, and and he's all paranoid. You see? Well, yeah, no, that was great. Uh, that that was a true short story because it was the whole telltale heart type thing. It's just he sees every, everything about it is everything he sees is going to cause worse problems for him. He he thinks that Jack in the Box recognizes him. He thinks he's he when Jack in the Box stops a group part with him in that's doing crime. He thinks, oh, he's coming after me in particular and everything. And then he finally just, well, I'm just leaving town. That's it. I can't I can't do it anymore. That was that was really well done. It, these are all really good short story. A lot of these are all really good short story premises premises yeah that he's just adapted to comic book to comic superhero comic books so a lot of fun well and speaking of the short story i just was gonna curious i know you've look i'm not trying to draw you off size or anything i know you've gone on record about philip k dick i know he's got a lot of short stories have you ever read any of his short stories by any chance when i say i don't like short stories primarily the reason i don't like short stories is i've ended up reading a bunch of anthologies of science fiction short stories so take from that what you what you can okay. i like i like a lot of heinlein's short stories they're they're mm-hmm. really good but then he was just a until he delved into some weird ass shit later he was really he's a really good he was a really good writer i think i've read some asimov shorts i probably was exposed to philip k dick short stories but i did not like them i can almost guarantee you because I don't what about, like the way he writes. No, I got you. What, and, and I'm just curious. What about Edgar Allan Poe? Which is not, of course, it's supernatural sometimes. But what about Edgar Allan Poe? Did you ever read any of that stuff or Sherlock Holmes? Which I know is something different. I've read a lot of Sherlock Holmes. I like that. Okay. All right. I have not read a lot of Edgar Allan Poe. I obviously know many of his things because it's part of American literature. No, I got you. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Weird tangent. What I do, Going back to the Astro City, the other thing I love at the end of each issue... I love that they say you are leaving Astro City. Yes. Please drive care- carefully or at the end of every issue, which is or, I don't know, kind of cool. Or to be continued. Yeah. Later, it changed to yeah. to be continued when they when they started doing arcs. I, w- I one of the things I wanted to say about this is it re- really reminds me of a lot of stuff. Mar not Marvel. That's the point I was making. A lot of the stuff that DC does very well that Marvel does not do very well. Because when you talk about the difference between Marvel and DC, and there are many, one of the things DC does well is using their deep bench. And I know this wasn't a DC comic. I'm just comparing. This is more like a DC comic, though, where they will use their deep bench to allow writers to do things that are kind of outside of the norm of superhero comics. So you get this anthology of a completely different world with short stories that, while they're tacitly about superheroes, are also more about regular people and things going on. Marvel does not do as many of those as DC has in the—at least I have not read as many Marvel-type comics as I have DC comics that do things like that. So, and I, Oh, very good point. I really enjoy that from DC when they do it. I— Sometimes enjoy that more than their regular 
their regular run, whereas I will dive into Marvel's regular runs with Joyous Abandon. So just the differences between what you can get from different publishers. They, they don't all do the same thing. Until you, you mentioned it, I had not thought of it from that angle. I think you're absolutely right. I'll tell you, and I think I've mentioned this before, nowadays, look, I do have a short pull list, but I mentioned before, I don't do new, and not because there's anything wrong with it, what they're doing now, but I don't do new X-Men comic books. I don't do new Avengers comic books. I, I've said, I just feel like I've, I've read that before, but when I see something where I'm like, I don't know anything about that character or, you know, mm-hmm. that's weird. Why are they, I wonder what they're going to do with, with, with X or Y. And that's why, you know, the few times Marvel has done that with kind of what you would think of secondary characters that you've actually have suggested, like, I'm sorry, I, I don't think X-23 Wolverine oh, heavens was no. that, was a mainstream for me and, you know, Joe Public. Absolutely. Or Gwenpool, or, you know, they, they, you're right. And in the DC side, same thing. We'll see that in a second, I think, when we talk about Adam Strange. Mm-hmm. That, you that, get a, a, that's one of the things that really made me want to talk about the the differences between between those because talking about adam reading adam strange and then reading because i read adam strange first the strange strange adventures strange adventures before i read the astro city and it really so i was already thinking about that because astro city we had strange worlds we had what was the the trilogy one where they all came back from world war ii with starman and those no, yeah, World War II, where it turns out Hitler transformed by the great humanite into something. What was that arc we read? Oh, Golden Age? Golden Age. They they write things like, they, they do things like Golden Age. Those are the kind of things, that, that a lot more of the grounded superhero. The, what, what it is, a nitty gritty look at it that Marvel doesn't do as much. I mean, you had Jessica Jones that we read, and that was yeah. a grounded ish kind of superhero and there are others at times but they just don't seemingly they just don't do as much of those so i got you okay yeah. no i i enjoyed astro city i enjoyed reading more than what i'd read before mm-hmm. but a, a couple other notes i have just so you know i i also loved again a, a standalone the, the whole thing about shadow hill mm-hmm. was i just thought fascinating and cool and creepy mm-hmm. and, and, and you that- eventually learn Good. And that was just all about the the one young lady who happened to live there and work in the city. I loved the way they did that because that was out of that first six, the the two you brought up, that one and the reporter were my two favorite out of those six. Because you're seeing it from the perspective of it's, just a regular person. Yes. And, and and she's got the whole backstory of where they, they live apparently is just a huge supernatural, you know, hotspot. There's also reference, excuse me, there's also reference to Mount Kirby. It oh, sits really? at the at the at the at the at the at the base. Uh, Shadow Hill sits at the base of Mount Kirby, which I'm sorry they he did that awesome. on purpose, which I thought which they, I think is cool. He, yeah, he absolutely did that on purpose. You also get the Hanged Man, who yes. just kind of hangs out at the morning, and she always nods to him, which is just creepy well, as all get out and he awesome. Pr- he protects the city. Yeah, and yeah, it's almost it, almost like a specter type character. But go ahead. And was it the last? Was it the last thing we read on that? Was with. With he comes back to help the guy. That yeah. was a brilliant comic. It was cool. It really it was, was cool. You're right. It, it was a man having dreams about a woman he's never met that he is clearly in love with that he knows everything about her. 
and eventually the hanged man comes and finds him and he says i'm i he says he he's here to help and it turns out that that was his wife there was a planet changing event that happened and it messed up the timeline and his and something occurred on a sunday instead of a monday which means her grandparents were never met and that she was his wife and he felt better knowing that and the hanged man asked him he the hangman told him that he would forget their conversation but he would remember her unless it was too much for him to bear and he could make him forget her and he chose to remember her because it was easy and now he could sleep and that's fine just knowing was all he needed and then the hanged man was off to go and do this for other people because the whole idea of that is these people that remember this and are tortured about it was creating fissures that are going to crack the universe kind of idea so he was going off to help others and he he asked him well how many ask do most people ask to forget and the hangman turns to him and says none of them yeah they all want to remember super cool issue i just it was it was mystic and and heartfelt and all these things that make can make comics an art form instead of just a pulp fiction no, it was it was cool character, cool premise. Oh, the, and the and the man in it that's remembering his wife that's been eliminated from the timeline. He thinks he's going crazy. Oh yeah, you know he's he's it's really interesting and cool. Not cool for him. It's it's interesting and a good read. He's calling people. He's like, did did I ever did I know somebody that looked like this? And mm-hmm. and he's calling his mom, his college classmates, or roommates, and because mm-hmm. he thinks he's freaking losing it. Yeah. You know, and it's it's just it's again re- like you said, really well done. There's that one. There's the alien shapeshifter that guess what comes back to be a big deal in the second arc, in the second you know series that we also read. Uh, you meet Cracker Jack, and then you also get to see Samaritan and and uh, Winged Victory, which I get the feeling is kind of like their hot girl mixed with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. They go on a date, and that's mm-hmm. the that's the first six issues, and it's boom, boom, boom. And again, standalone issues, and then you get into the second arc, and that's when you get more and more and more. And you, you finish with the one we just talked about, Hanged Man, but then you get you get that first family one that we talked about with the little girl, and then you get the confessor and the altar boy arc and the alien thing. And it's we don't have to go into the details of it, but thoroughly enjoyed it. Hadn't read that before. I was trying to figure out the whole freaking time what the confessor was. I did not see that coming. I thought he was a Batman analog with just a, a, a Catholic twist or a, a religious twist, and I was wrong. Yeah, so I, yeah, I didn't see that coming either. I was I was surprised. I knew he was. I knew he had some powers because they were pointing out that he had some powers, but I didn't realize what they were. And then when when they came out that he was a vampire, I was like, oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so, I also I also liked when the hanged someone was it Alter Boy talked to the Hangman. About him, yeah, was what? that right? I don't even remember that because because there Go was ahead. something about it, and the hanged man. He's like, but you knew he was or or, or somebody. He, there was a discussion with someone, and I cannot remember exactly who it was about the hang about the confessor, and he said, "You oh, knew, it's you, with Go ahead. It was with who? No, it was with that religious little superhero cult. Oh, that's right. But, but oh, they're good the, guys. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. super religious, yeah. and they knew. Yeah, but good. So yeah, that's right. You're. It was the. It was the God. The the superheroes that thought their powers came from God. Their main 
character, he did say, "Did you 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 knew he was a vampire? Why why didn't you do anything about him?" And he explained, "It has nothing. It it doesn't matter what you are. It matters what you do." And he did good. Right. Why they didn't decide to take him down or something yeah. like that was interesting and cool and. And the way he he decides to sacrifice himself to expose the alien invasion was mm-hmm. cool, and you also get oh you, you get the whole mayor you know being replaced, kind of like we had in the Kree Squirrel War. You oh, had yeah. that, you, and you get the the whole aspect of superhero registration. Oh yeah, they did civil war. Sentiment. They they, they did get, civil you, war. You get all that. They did yeah. civil war in 1995. It, it was in a in an independent comic, and it was awesome. And the shape shifting thing from the crease from the scrolls. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was so. It was good. It was again borrowing, well, modernizing. No, they didn't doing bother, different. They didn't borrow Civil War. Civil War didn't happen until the aughts. No, no, I know. I'm talking okay. about the scrolls. Yeah. Well, shape shifting has been around for a long time. I don't know. Was oh, for the love of God, what is the Martian? DC's the Martian comics. with Matt Damon. No. Oh, the Martian sh- Manhunter. The Martian Manhunter has been a shapeshifter for longer than the scrolls have been shapeshifters. No, you're right. No, okay. just the I know, you're just in, saying they borrowed thing. they borrowed from the scrolls. Well, the, yeah. Well, the, the the invasion thing they yeah. borrowed I thought from the scrolls, but in a sure. good way. Sure, sure, sure. And that's about I mean, then you get the junk man little went off mm-hmm. and you get the jack in the box meeting his sons out of time. Yeah. Those were good. Those were good too. I mean, it was just I, everything was you, good. If you if you want to jump into a series like like look, I, maybe there's some people like me that aren't interested in reading another iteration, and I'm not bagging on it. Let me just be clear. But if you're not wanting to just dive into a whole new origin of X Men, read a new a new version of them, and want something new and different. I know this came out in the mid '90s, but if you haven't read Astro City and you're a comic book fan, you absolutely should. I'll say that. In you're my gonna, opinion, you're going to hate my suggestion then for for oh, this time. Awesome. I am so on. I'm. I don't want to. I'm gonna. Ooh, I'm so. I got like three or four that I'm trying to. I'm still debating. I have. I know which three or four I'm picking from. I still don't know yet. So, anyways, to suggest for next time. Okay, so I think we're done talking about Astro City. So what I want to do now is talk about our suggestions for. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what's your in between? What's our, what's our transitional segment? I don't know what you call it. I I don't call it anything. This is not a professionally produced show. This is me. Winging. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it Jim. I appreciate you ripping off a joke I make all the time. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know that you've ripped it off. I mean, you might make that joke, but that is my lame. What do you call this? Uh, Steve? I... Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I have, if I can find it, is another review. Oh. Yeah. But I did not I did not realize we had another review. I was looking up something on I the Apple Podcasts, and it came out on March 19th, 2022. It is a five-star oh, review. Wow. Yeah, it's a five-star review. It's from Dudes Human. It says, as someone who never reads comic books, I'm surprised how much I like this podcast. The format is reminiscent of my first, of many a first date, as Hav and Charles take turns showing each other their junk. <laughs> Once in a while, they even managed to make me chuckle. I recommend listening while you paint approximately 2,500 square feet of siding. Oh, and I think it's funny that they apologize for spoilers when I have no idea what they're talking about. I, I know who Dude's Human is, and I, I don't know if he wants me to say or not, but yeah, that's 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 right in in uh, in his in his wheelhouse that that comment and that review. I'm glad he likes it. I am too. I appreciate I appreciate the 
review. I appreciate the five-star review. Uh, we have four ratings. Two people actually wrote reviews. Dude's Human and this this C. Akala. I, I, I have no idea who that is, but it was very nice. And I, I would appreciate anybody who would uh, that listens, if they would give us a five-star review, that would be awesome. If you want to write a review, uh, a five-star rating, if you want to write a review, that would be great. I will read them on the air as long as they're a five-star. Actually, if they're not, I'll probably read them anyway. So thank you very much for rating and reviewing. So that was my, uh, that was my segment break, I guess. So you suggested a ridiculously good comic called Strange Adventures. Yeah, I did. I'm proud of me. Holy crap, that was good. Right? Oh, man. And and didn't see it coming, was confused as hell at times, don't know anything about Adam Strange, just being blunt, and I still didn't go and check anything out, so this is literally all I know about Adam Strange was this comic. I, I know it, he's probably a really old hero. Right, he is. Is, is, is he Golden Age? I was, you know what? I don't know. I didn't look it up. I'm not going to Google during the That's podcast. Fine. I know he's firmly early Silver Age, and he is definitely, I don't want to say a ripoff, but, you know, what's his face? The whole Mars thing. God, John Carter. Oh, yeah. He's, Mars. Comple- he's completely John Carter without the racism. So, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. The whole premise of this is, well, generally speaking, generally speaking, Adam Strange's backstory is he is an archaeologist. He somehow, I, I don't know that much about it. I've read one other thing that they did of him So hold on. called Adam Strange in the early 2000s. So right. so really, he's the original Doctor Strange. Well, he's not a, I don't know that he's a doctor in he's archaeology. A, it's it's really maybe. hard to be a, a considered an archaeologist unless you have a doctorate. Well, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, good uh, point. It's Dr. Jones. Oh. Hey, lady, you call him Dr. Jones. I, I should not have done the voice. I was just going to say, you're just talking about without the racism, and then you do the voice. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I'm sorry, that cracked me up for some reason. So the whole, okay, backstory, Adam Strange, the little I know, I read an Adam Strange series that came out in the in the early to mid 2000s that I liked a lot. That's why when I saw this, and I saw who was writing this, especially, and the, you know what, I knew of the artists too, and they're good, I just don't know from where. I think... Correct me if I'm wrong. Did Tom King do a thing on Batman? Is he uh, Court of Owls? Or is he from something else I'm thinking of? Anyways, I knew Tom King was good. I liked Adam Strange from what I read earlier. I picked this up and then, yeah, it, it knocked my socks off. Adam Strange, archaeologist, scientist, I guess, too. Zeta Beam beams him to to Ron. Catherine Zeta Jones? Like, yeah, Catherine Zeta Jones Beam. Uh, <laughs> beams him to... Beams him Beams him to this planet Ron, is how I'm saying it, Ran, maybe, R-A-A-N. But it, it, it shifts him back and forth based on some kind of time, you know, interval where he gets beamed back to Earth and beamed but, back to Mars. But he doesn't know what the interval is. It just happens. That Okay, there you go. I think that go. I think it just happens because, remember, when he goes out into the wilderness with his daughter to go camping with her, her mom tells the daughter, now, if he gets beamed back, oh, yeah. you call us immediately. Right. There you go. Okay. And then he, of course, falls in love with the princess of Ron, hmm. and her dad. Well, is... actually, oh, sorry, I, I'm about to mansplain Hav. They what? fall in love after they're going to, after her father, who rules, gives her to him to marry. Well, like like you should. Yes, I mean that's and how then, marriage but, should be arranged. But then they then they fall in love with each other. 
So I just wanted to, because she talked okay. about that because she was, she didn't want to marry this guy and her, hu- her father, because there was a whole bit about that in the comic. Yeah, and you're right. then when they met, she fell madly in love with him because that's the power of that earth man, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, Captain Kirk and Adam Strange. Yeah. Same kind of vibe. So yeah, that's the whole backstory. And then they're fighting this huge war. You, you're getting the, the flat. So you start off, he's back on earth with his wife, Al- Alana. And he's doing a book tour because he has helped Ron repel an invasion by this alien species that is called the, I'm going to say Piked, P-Y-K-K-T, Picked, Piked. Anyways, they've repelled him. He's coming to Earth. He's doing a book tour. He's the, the big celebrity of the moment. And then, of course, hijinks ensue. So, yeah. And, yeah. and the Picked are a conquering force they conquer civilizations they are the viltrumites of dc evidently Ooh, nice yeah i like yeah i was proud of that so they and they never lose i was gonna say seemingly undefeated yes according to all of this they never lose which comes up uh, a little later in the series yeah, yeah, surprise surprise it, it does come up because they won they they lost there and they left and yeah. then as we move along they are going to attack the earth Coincidentally, after Adam Strange and his wife are there on a book tour. Yes. And after Adam Strange seemingly kills someone that attacks him for what he did during the war. That's right. That happens happens really quick. A a fan comes up, not a fan. A a fan is someone, well, I guess he could be a fanatic. I guess that doesn't have to be positive. Now that you mention it, well done, Hav. I I stand corrected while I'm sitting. I sit corrected. So a crazy ass motherfucker comes up to, (laughs) I think that's the first time I've cursed today. A Crazy-ass motherfucker comes up to Adam Strange at the book signing and verbally accosts him about the horrible things he did during the war. He goes away, and then later he turns up dead, having been shot through the head with a laser pistol. That about sum it up? And ge- yeah, and, and guess what Adam Strange's weapon of choice is? Yeah. And, and then Adam Strange... I forget exactly how it happens. He goes to Batman he, and asks Batman he, to investigate it to prove he didn't do it. Exactly. Exactly, and and Batman's like, no, I You're, know you. We're yeah, friends. We're friends. We're getting Mister. But I'll, Terrific. I'll get, I'll get somebody. Well, he gets Mister. Trevi, but he says he'll because he wants a detective. Yes. I when I first read this, I, I knew it wasn't going to happen. I was pretty sure, but I was so hoping it was going to be Detective Chimp that Batman was going to get, and of course it wasn't. But for a split second there, I was like, please be Detective Chimp. Please be Detective Chimp. How awesome would that be? How awesome would that be? And wah wah. Not oh. that there's anything wrong with Mister. Trevi. He's good. He's a great character, but. I was a little disappointed. So then Mr. Terrific goes hard, and Mr. Terrific is a genius. Yes. And w- the daughter, this whole th- right away, you find out they lost their daughter in, in the war. Yes. Okay. They, 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 we, we find out that when they went on that camping trip, they're attacked by the Picts, and he escapes after they've murdered their daughter. That's, that's what happens. Yes. Yeah. Well, and much like you always tell me, or you've told your your uh, you've told me and your nephew, uh, for example, Did where's you the body? See the body, yes. Yep, and and Mister Terrific is all over it, and Mister Terrific is writing a report. And in the meantime, the picked are coming. We yes. they're they're going to invade Earth, and you get this kind of cool. Speaking, there's been another comic books that we've read in other arcs of other ish, of other comic books, the congressional thing. 
where you got Martian Manhunter saying, "Hey, we're ready to go. We're we you know we've repelled. How many times have we done this? Come on, yes. we're the Justice League." Yeah, we, and then Alana's Earth, there. Yeah, Earth is not Earth is not a place in the DC comics or in the Marvel comics that a wise alien race attacks. They don't lose these battles. They have too many superheroes to make up for the lack of technology. So. Yeah. Bad Speaking idea. of undefeated. Yes. Yes. They they, they are undefeated. Um, they they but are then the, Alana. They are the scourge of the Marvel universe. Earth. When you get into the yeah. interstellar books, everybody outside of Earth thinks Earth is just the worst. Freaking Earthers. Yeah. Oh, but then Alana's at the hearings, and when he when Martian Manhunter's getting done, she just says bullshit. Yes. And then she goes on her rant about you have no idea what's coming. You need me. You need my husband. Yes. You're not ready. We're the only people and that have ever defeated the picks. So give us the keys to the kingdom. And look, at some point, somehow just in that, because it's 12 issues, but somehow there is a point where I'm starting thinking, okay, something's obviously something's going on. I'm trying to figure out what it is. I, I, I did think at one point Manchurian candidate, you know, that something, I thought maybe Adam Strange had been subbed out. I, I thought it was her. I, there was that. Okay, there you I, go. I, for a while, I thought it was her, and then then they they moved past where because I do think they were teasing that. Yeah, but I think they move then they moved past that, and then I was just like, oh, and I did think replaced because they had that weird thing where they, he was being bopped back and forth like he was captured by the picks. He was captured by the yes. picks. I think they're brainwashing and torturing yes. him. Yeah, and so maybe he was brainwashed, and then and throughout this, Mister Trivic is making allusions, telling his wife. What's her What's her name? Alana. Alana, that ask him ask him about your daughter. Ask Strange, which is also the daughter's name, by the way. Yes. Ask 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 about your daughter. I don't think your daughter's dead. And she's like, "How dare you? How did yeah. da, da, da. so?" And he makes the case because they start the battles, and Earth is losing, and Earth doesn't lose. And he explains to her, "Look, I've I'm doing these battles. I've watched them set up." We should have won these battles. I looked back on the battles y'all did and the horrific things y'all did on Ron, and you shouldn't have won those battles. I don't know why you won those battles. So he comes up with the theory that Adam Strange, his daughter is alive, is being held by the Picts, and Adam Strange made a deal that they leave Ron alone and he'll give him Earth. Yeah. I mean, and then also I wanted to point out when he's talking to her and you're getting the big reveal at this point with a few issues left to go, by the way, uh -huh. I feel like I think that's issue yeah. like 10. Yeah. He also makes reference to something I think you've said a couple times where he says um, Batman's the one doing the strategy for Earth. And mm -hmm. he says, you give Batman enough time, ain't nobody beating him. And yeah. he and, and Mr. Terrific reviewed Batman's battle strategy. And yes, there was going to be this short little opening for Phoenix, mm -hmm. but it was going to be minuscule unless you knew... When and where that opening was going to happen, they wouldn't have known to go to Phoenix to destroy it. Mm -hmm. So that means there was an inside job. But I did like the reference that Batman give him enough time. Batman can defend the world for, the, defend the world w from an alien invasion if you give Batman enough time. So yeah, I mean it's I, I really enjoyed the whole progression, the flashbacks and forwards. They also yeah the big reveal was Adam Strange and then Adam yeah he did that he made a deal mm -hmm. with the devil. To save his daughter, to save his wife's, his adopted planet. But he's given up his, his home planet in the exchange, uh, which is just... But the out is, I think, if, as an Adam Strange fan from the one series I read of him, 
he was brainwashed, at least at some level, when they're doing the whole trippy thing and they're, yeah. they're just putting him through the ringer. So I feel like that's a little bit of an yeah, there, out, there's but. some there, there is some brainwashing going there. He's they, They've driven him crazy. Right. I liked the and I don't I don't know anything about Mr. Terrific. I really don't. I liked the him explaining to Alana that he lost his child, although it was the child hadn't been born yet. Right. His wife right. was pregnant, got in a car accident and died. And then he feels even more guilt because he didn't even really want kids. Yeah. And when they do rescue her daughter and stave off, she explains to him that her daughter is going to live on Earth with him and part time on Ran with her. And he's like, I beg, I just know you're going to do this. This is I forget her reasoning, but it was just like, it's going to happen. She's going to stay here. She needs to be this part of her heritage. Earth is this. And she can go back and forth between the two like her father did. And I have to go and be a leader to my, I am a leader of my world. So I have to go back to my world. And my daughter is a, a, a person of both. And her, the reason, especially one of the reasons she's going back is she's pretty sure the picked are going to be a little pissed off. Oh, yeah. They're about be, the deal being broken. Yeah, and they're, they're going to invade. They're again. coming back for that. And she wants her, she wants, also wants her daughter there part time with him because he, she knows he'll protect her. The picks right. will not come and get her while she's on earth. And, and then, uh, there's so much, there's a whole sequence issue where Mr. Terrific goes to Ron to do more investigation and he has to read the picked documents they have that are in a different language that supposedly the Ronians they can't uh, they cannot, can't decipher and they can't speak and, picked well and they're super smart they're way more advanced than us and that's a bunch you you, you almost know I almost felt right off the bat that's a bunch of BS yeah. and then sure enough Mr. Traffic being Mr. Traffic says well if y'all can't understand picked I'll be happy to translate it to you I learned it on the way over here yes and they still won't let him read it and then he confronts Alana's dad, who's the leader of Ron, uh, Sardath, and Sardath, he insults him. Sardath slaps Mr. Uh, Mr. Terrific, and Mr. Miracle, Mr. Terrific, not Mr. Miracle, Mr. Terrific doesn't miss a beat and slaps him the fuck right back. Mm -hmm. He's like, how dare you slap me? He's like, you slap me, man. Yeah. Uh, you know. Bitch, please. <laughs> yeah, turnaround's fair play. Oh, and his whole thing is fair play. He's got it on his arms. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Mr. Terrific... This uh, Mr. Terrific legacy hero. There was a Mr. Terrific back in the at least early Silver Age, if not Golden Age, that was, you know, just a street, no superpowered guy that was Mr. Terrific. He was a slugger. And Mr. this Mr. Terrific took up the mantle, which I think is cool. I'm talking about legacy heroes. Yes. No, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, there's a sequence where Adam Strange is desperate to get back to Ron in the middle of the war. And I don't remember if it's before or after maybe he struck the deal with the picked. And he's pleading with Hal Jordan to take him. He yes. won't because Oa's neutral. He's pleading yes. with Superman. Superman won't take him because somebody's about to, the Mongols about to invade. Yes. And he's getting pissed at him. And yeah, it's just interesting he, little tidbits. It was, it was one of the reasons that this is part of his reasoning for saving Ron and, and giving the picks Earth is that they refuse to help him. So why? Oh, there you yeah, go. That, that was one of the reasons he just didn't see the fair and i actually completely agree this bs about the the lantern corpse well that's none of our business the picks would get angry with us if we do well okay but they're invading a world what the fuck are you there for and apparently they've done it a lot oh yeah no the i i kind of feel like i need we need to read some fucking green lantern so we can talk about how fucking awful the green lanterns are <laughs> well i mean it's space cops yeah. 
Yeah. They're space cops, but they don't want to walk their beat. And if you're powerful enough, they ignore you. Hey, they are space cops. Ha. <laughs> no, you know what? I, 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 I have read some Green Lantern. That was your I moment read... of politics. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just slip that in right there on your bingo card, everybody. <laughs> no, that, you know what? Okay, so just we'll we'll put that on the back burner. But no, you're right. What's what's what good are the Guardians and and the Green Lantern Corps if not for stuff where there is a marauding invasion force and that's all they do as a species? Yes, go planet to planet to planet. And they're like, nah, we're neutral on this one. Sorry, we we've agreed to leave the picks alone and not help Ron. We, we can't choose sides in an interstellar war. Well, yeah, you can. If one side is just sitting on their own planet, minding their own fucking business, and somebody comes in to take them over, that's an easy side to pick. You would think so. Hey, for some reason, I'm not remembering this one as good as I remember Astro City, and I read this one more recently. Why? What happened at the end when there's a confrontation between Adam Strange and Batman, and mm-hmm. he shoots Batman? Why was he trying to kill him? Was because he was about to be found out? I don't, I don't understand how that, how or why that happened. Was that part of the brainwashing? Is there any explanation for that? No, I don't remember that. Okay, I don't remember um, the the reason. I remember that now that you bring it up, but it was it didn't strike me as enough that it's staying with me on importance okay. to it. Well, and then the, of course the conference when Alana, his wife, Princess of of Mars, I keep on wanting to say Mars of Ron, confronts confronts Adam Strange and. He's denying, denying, and she's getting angrier and angrier, and and then he finally admits it, and she's going to expose him, and he pulls a, the his his laser gun at him at, on her, and she's like grabs it and holds it, is like, what are you gonna do? And then there's the you know it's just a classic. There's a struggle, and one of them's yeah. dead, and yeah, one of them's dead, and it's it's Adam Strange. Mm-hmm. So the whole hero to not hero arc is complete. And how he fell from grace, and really well done. I really enjoyed that. I I would like to read a continuing story about Adam. Oh wait, <laughs> I'm trying to see if I have any other notes. Oh, there's just a funny reference because he earlier on he gets banned from the JLA from the Justice League, and no Justice Leaguers are allowed to talk to him. But Booster Gold calls him. Oh yeah, he's like, and he's telling a lot. And he's like, Booster Gold's calling me, telling me that they're not allowed to talk to me. What is going on? And this is all after, by the way, he asked Batman to investigate him. And now he's yes. all verklempt because they're getting too deep. Well, well, they found out he did what in any war would be considered war crimes. I mean, he yeah. killed women and children. He And then to find but out then, he was doing that, then to find out he was doing that because the picks were letting him do that. That I mean, you just talk about a just there. There are no good guys in this. At least, at least, Strange started out as a good guy, but they just—I mean, just so many people died on that planet in that war on both sides. It was and and so so horrifically because they have all these different species on Ron that they join them all together. And I, the one, the ice ones that are talking in sign language. And uh, uh, Alana is translating for him, and she says, well, they're telling us we weren't welcome here, and then they're describing all the ways they'd like to eat us, and now we're talking about, now we're talking about the the picks, and now they're going on about how they'd like to eat them. (laughs) Yeah, they're big, like, owl-like creatures, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. No, that's that's absolutely right. And yeah, the deal he struck where they'll let him win these huge victories and just slaughter tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of their of their soldiers and people and women and children oh and when the reveal comes or you know before you find out adam strange's you know deal 
and the reveal comes that yes, Adam Strange did in fact commit some rather heinous, not rather, just committed war crimes, women, children, whatever. Alana leans into it. Like, yeah, that's why you need us because this is a war. Yes. And these people are coming and they're playing for keeps and they just wrap their arms around it and own it. And that even helps them even more. Yes. Gain the trust. Like the justice league isn't willing to go far enough. Guess what? We are. Yeah. We know, we know how to stop them. We've done it. Yeah. It was, that was a great turn. Yeah. Or twist or turn around. It it was because, and it, it would, it would work. I, I think if anything, the last, uh Oh, here it comes. I think if anything, the last four or five years show us that some people just want to cause harm and they think the only way to win is by harming somebody else. Yes. That they, yeah. If they, if they feel they need or want something, it, it's almost, it almost has to be at the detriment of some other person or group yeah. for some reason is the mindset. So, yeah. So you hated it, huh? I, 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 I really did. I cannot tell you how much. No, that was just. It was outstanding. I enjoyed the hell out of that comic book. It was it was great. It was well well written. The art was actually just awesome in it as right? well. I mean, it was beautifully drawn, and it was great. I I truly would. I I made the joke. I'd like to read. I I would like to continue that story. Although you can't really continue that story because it's Adam Strange's story, and thus is the end of Adam Strange. Oh come on, comic books. I know. I'll be back. I know, but. He can't be back in this story. Right. He can't be back in this arc. He can't be back as this Adam Strange. That's true. That's true. And look, the the, the creative team on this mm-hmm. are, are I'm mean, hey bingo card. Great, great creative team on this. Yeah, they did great. They did. writer, artists mm-hmm. all around. Just a great, very beautiful, you know, art. It, it was good. Okay. Well, I think we've said all we're going to say about that, man. I do too. I do too. No, really liked it. I think. Both of the comics we read, and I hadn't read either one of them going into this, and I enjoyed the hell out of both of them. So, well, well worth, well worth checking out if that is something you would like to do. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. So, this is the time in our podcast where you suggest something for me to read, and I suggest something for you to read. So, uh, do you want to go first, or do you want me to tell? I am still. I'm looking at my my little short list of my options and I'm just still so on the fence. I'm down to I'll I'll go. I want us to read Batman zero year. I take it. That's on the hoopla. That is on the hoopla. It is long because it's the whole, it's the whole thing. It is, it dwells into Bruce Wayne's past and it reveals his journey to becoming Batman. Okay. So that, that's why I said earlier, you're going to hate my suggestion because you're talking about, I don't care about the origin and all of this. And this is, (laughs) this isn't even really, this is pre-origin origin. This is leading up. So this is a different look at some of the Batman stuff. It is by Scott Snyder, who is a very, 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 very good Batman writer. No, now that you say Scott Snyder, he's the one that did Court of Owls. I'm almost positive. Yes, he did Court of You are correct. When did you okay. bring I, up Court of Owls today? Or did, I, I was, was thinking I was thinking for some reason Tom King did that. I know Tom King's written other things yes. that, is, that are awesome. No, but Tom Scott yeah. Snyder did. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. You br- did yeah. What was I gonna say? No, cool. Uh, that that immediately we'll talk about it, I'm sure, the next podcast. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch the series Gotham? Yes, I about did. About young Bruce Wayne? Yes, I did. Okay. Just curious. Well, well, okay. <sighs> okay, I am going to keep these other ones under my hat. I'm going to go back. I, I, I kind of feel like I'm on a sci-fi run, so I'm going to keep it going. But I'm going to go back old school. Uh, something I've read 
the first few issues of, but I'm going to suggest we read, it's it's on Marvel Unlimited. Let's just say the, we'll have to look at it, maybe the first 12 issues, if that's not too much, of the original Marvel Star Wars series. Well, isn't that just Star Wars? No, the, the, the Star Wars for the so you uh, mean Marvel. The, you mean the series where series. it takes up, you mean the series where it takes up after A New Hope? Because they did, right. uh, they okay. I'm just, I'm just okay. Because you want to well, no, in the series, the first like one through four, one three issues is the Star Wars: A New Hope, and then okay. they go off and do their own thing. Okay, so so we'll start with that. So we so we'll do the first twelve issues. Yeah, because okay. I'm gonna read because there are I have read of course the not of course I've read the the, the New Hope and a little after, but not much, and I'm just curious about it. And there are differences in the New Hope adaptation because I think they wrote that. Yeah, they wrote it based well, we'll off a screenplay. It. Yeah, well, we'll talk right. about it. No, I, I know we'll about, about this. I've, I've, I'm sure I've read it at some point, I've, and I've read some of the runs. I'm looking forward to you reading about the giant bunny. No, I know I did read that. Okay. I've read that before, but it's uh, this is, that. That's about it. I think I read that, and well, that's about it. This so. is this is kind of interesting about that because they did they did a new hope. They did they, well. They did Star Wars. They did the for the movie, and then they were all on their own. They didn't know what was going on. They didn't have anything to do with anything. So they just, they got to just make shit up. And how do I put this? It got weird from what I understand. <laughs> yeah. So. And it ran okay. for a while, man. It did. It did. Uh, well, people, so it, people craved Star Wars. So funny, funny thing. Since you suggested this, and if you'd have done this before, you probably wouldn't have suggested this. One of the things I was thinking about suggesting was The Star Wars, which is also on Marvel Unlimited. And it is based on the original script for Star Wars. Huh. And I've read it a couple of times. First time I read it, I was like, wow, this is terrible. Second time I read it, I really enjoyed it because I'm like, yeah, this isn't great, but it's it's really kind of cool. And I've read the annotated screen annotated screenplays. I bought that book once of Star Wars, the process he went through to get from what he started with for Star Wars to what he ended up with. There's, there's more, there's more stuff in that on the other two, but the, there's, it's a huge, 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 huge changes throughout the writing process of Star Wars, A New Hope. As and is it, many is of y'all know, Hav and I will, when we say Star Wars, we do mean episode four, A New Hope, because that's what it was yeah. until freaking mid 90s when people insisted on calling it it's a new hope it's like okay it it's always sure fine anywho sorry no you're fine and by Hobby the way horse. in that same in that same vein mm-hmm. everybody can get off my lawn <laughs> so damn right there's that too but no it's yeah we both we both call no. star wars and, and i have no no, so- no no my point my point on that is i don't mind people calling it a new hope i mind when if they were to correct me like, okay do you mean a new hope yes i do and Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So is it a is it a is it just a, a like a nonfiction just retelling of the of the process or is it this based on the script? What are you talking about? The comic book I the, was the, have? The, the, oh the, the Star Wars is a comic book. The Star Wars is a comic book oh, okay. on Marvel right. Unlimited that I was okay. going to suggest that is a comic book thing. And I I literally last night was thinking about suggesting that. How funny. Yes. So it would have been amusing if I'd have suggested that and then you'd have gone, oh, what the hell? And let's read that. And that would have been, now I'm beginning to think I should switch. But no, let's do this. Well, we're going to read that at some point. I think I've told you about that before, but you don't seem to remember. I Um, do not remember that if you did, which is, hey, short-term memory. Well, yeah. There's a lot of reasons why I have issues with that. And this, this, this this is a little weird. So that 
that will be something we're going to read at some point because I it's different and I enjoyed it. And I'm glad you're breaking the seal on the Star Wars universe in Marvel. I kind of wish you'd have suggested something better, but... Okay. Already, you got to already decide it's going to be bad just because yeah. it's from the 70s. I... That's not why. It's I've read some of it. Okay. It, it's, but, but we'll have some fun. That's fun. I love Star Wars. So that'll be um, great. Well, speaking of breaking the seal on, on Star Wars, I, the other one that I'm planning on at some point is, look, Star Trek had runs in both DC and Marvel mm-hmm. at different times. And at some point, I'm going to figure out something to suggest that from maybe not the the, the first run, not for sure not Nerd. the gold key stuff. <coughs> Nerd. Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> But uh, uh, sorry. Oh, the absolute, the absolute bullshit of me calling someone else a nerd is. I'm sorry that yeah. that that is that 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 takes some gumption right there. <laughs> anyway, no, so cool. Do you want me to tell you what I was with the other ones I was thinking of, just to get kind of a preview of where we're maybe going in the future, or do you rather me not? Sure, I. So there are no, I, there are no rules here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I told you the Star Wars thing because I was literally thinking about it. So you asked me, about, yeah, what, what were the other three you're thinking of? So Are you sure you want to give me this much fodder for me to rip on you? Yeah, that's fine. I'm okay. okay. I, can, I can handle it. Because of Old Soldier, mm-hmm. and I mentioned the Uncle Sam thing, I thought of the Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters from the early to mid-2000s that I read that okay. I... I'll tell you, in case you don't like it, it's okay, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. But now, how much do I remember of that since it's going on 20 years ago or, you know, 15 plus years ago? Not that much, but I just remember really, really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. The other two are Tom Strong. They're both Alan Moore. Tom Strong uh, from his America's Best Comics run there towards the end of when he was still doing stuff mm-hmm. and his introduction to the U.S. on Swamp Thing. Oh, cool. So, yeah, those were the other ones, which I think eventually... Now, something may pop up or, you know, that I think, ooh, this would be good to go next. But those are definitely on the short list for us to read. I, I got nothing to make fun of in that. How dare okay. you? How well, you know? How I, dare you, sir? I've only read a little bit of the Swamp Thing. I don't think I've even finished the first trade that I have of that somewhere. Tom Strong I did like and the other one I did read. So, anyways, I, I we, got, we, got, we got some stuff to read, man. Excellent. Excellent. I'm looking forward to it. I want to thank everybody who listened along with us today on the pod in their car or at home or when painting 2,500 feet of siding. You're going to have painted an enormous amount of siding if you have listened to all of our podcasts. And that's good. Employment is a good thing. Do you paint siding? I thought you took siding down and put new siding up. I guess you paint it. I don't yeah, know it's, that much If it's wood, it. you can paint it. Like oh, okay. my house oh, is wood siding. siding. Okay, that's yeah. that's what I, I'm thinking of the vinyl siding that doesn't that doesn't need painting. But yeah, yeah okay, I got you. Yeah. Okay. So no, hey, likewise. Thank you everybody for listening, Charles. Thank you for editing, production, and just doing the podcast with me. And thank you to Patrick for, as usual, for all he does and has done. And thank you to the unpaid intern for just being you. Just. Being yes. you. And, and and also thank you in advance to Julie, who's going to send us some Hav is Wrong to Hav and Charles Talk Comics at gmail.com. Hav and Charles Talk Comics at gmail.com for all your Hav is Wrong emails. All right. <laughs> Y'all have a great rest of day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>